quite a long time ago now and sorry about this Ian that it's taken me so long to get around to it what my favourite piece of design is and what my favourite piece of design is across areas such as graphic design or communication or architecture and because this is a new thing for this format of AADA I've never answered somebody's question before but Ian is a good friend and it's a good question so I'm going to do my best to answer it here so let's give it a try. This is AADA, and I'm Craig Burgess. favourite pieces of design, there's two things I remember very distinctly from when I first started realising I was getting into design. One of them I only realised retrospectively, and the second one was my first love of graphic design. Let's start with the retrospective one. I've spoken about this way back in episode 81, the episode I called The Design Disease. I mentioned the WWF logo, the World Wrestling Federation at the time, not the World Wildlife Fund. And at that time in my teens, I was mega into wrestling. And I used to love reproducing their logo with a mark pen over and over. It was the only logo I could draw, so I went nuts with it. And I got pretty good at drawing it, actually. And looking back on this now, I wonder if the WWF, now obviously the WWE, made their logo like that on purpose... They made it so kids like me could draw their logo over and over and get really good at drawing it. And it's something I've long since had in my head and I can't remember who said this. But the two things I've long since thought about logo design is it should be simple enough so anybody can draw it and it should be able to fit on a postage stamp. The WWF logo did both of those things and it was accessible. It wasn't a great logo from any technical standpoint and I don't know whether I could really call it my favourite ever design, but it fit the bill and it fit the kind of audience that they wanted to attract. And it was the first logo I ever recognised as an actual logo. Logos have long since been a part of design for me that's one of my favourites. They're all like perfectly little distilled versions of graphic design, And it takes so much skill to create something that looks so simple. And it's why I'm constantly fascinated with logos. It's my favourite part of design to produce, and it's my favourite part of design to admire as well. And as for one of my favourite logos, I'm probably a bit predictable here. But I absolutely adore Coca-Cola's logo. Not just because it looks nice, but because they've had the balls to stick with it. And whilst I'm not a big fan of Apple as a business or a company anymore. Their logo through the ages and today is just perfect. 
And I also, and this is a bit controversial, I also have a soft spot for the new Juventus FC logo. But that's probably because I'm not a football fan and I like that it looks different to every other football logo that I see. And to get back to that other thing, the second thing I adored when I first started design was anything and everything that the Designers Republic did. If you're not familiar, the Designers Republic are a design agency based in Sheffield, just up the road from where I live. And as a kid, I got the original PlayStation with Wipeout for Christmas. And back then, I used to love looking through the manuals after I got the game, because game companies used to put effort into manuals. Now, video games don't even come with manuals anymore at all. And this was a game that put a lot of effort into that manual. And not only that, the case, the surrounding thing, the graphic design, was just so nice. All the graphics and all the artwork was, to my young eyes, just really cool. And even looking back at it now, some 22 years later, it still looks so cool. In their heyday, that's what the Designers Republic were really, really good at. Making things just look so damn cool. Designers, anyway, are usually pretty good at making stuff look cool, but the Designers Republic were on another level. Everything they touched, from video games to coke bottles to record sleeves, all just looked otherworldly and so cool. And it's a style that they developed, and it's a style these days that has been emulated endlessly by other people. But some of the originals who worked there in that golden period, like Michael C. Place, still create really cool-looking stuff to this day. I'm nearly out of time for this episode, and I'm going to have to put a time limit on it because I could gush for days about my favourite design. But I just wanted to quickly mention one final thing that I love, and that's wit. Wit in any form of design, and here I mean clever design. I just love it in any medium. Maybe I'll expand on that on a future episode. This was AADA, and I'm Craig Burgess. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know necessarily that I didn't force you to take one versus the other. I just wanted to understand how you were interpreting the words. The words were the size of the words. Yeah, well, one can assume that the size, you know, the feet. Music featured in this episode was all by Fields, Ohio. The first track, Follow an Air Christ Rabbit by Fields, Ohio. Neon Hippies by Fields, Ohio. And the track playing right now, Wolf Tunes, also by Fields, Ohio. For a line-by-line rundown of this episode, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP122. This was a little bit of a different episode for me today, and I quite enjoyed it. I don't really talk about design that much in terms of my favourite design, and as I mentioned, I can gush for this for days. I could talk about this forever, so I think I'm going to do a follow-up episode to this at some point in the future. Thanks Ian Moss so much for the question, and thanks for helping me develop potentially another series of whoever knows how many episodes. 
I'm back tomorrow for another episode of AADA. Thanks so much for listening, as always, and I'll see you then. Bye.